Hey everyone, it's time again to crack open a cold one and talk real estate with Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team, based in Cleveland, Ohio. We are chatting about all things real estate, from agent training, real estate investing, buyer and seller tips, and more. It's free beer and real estate. So you're in a real estate purchase deal and the buyer wants to change lenders after the contract is signed. Is that allowed? How do you handle it? That's our topic for today. Hi, everybody. Mike Ferrante here with Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. We do uh, residential mainly and a little bit of commercial, primarily here in Northeast Ohio, but we go all the way down to Columbus. So if you're listening to this, you know, frankly, we can help you with real estate needs all over the world. Uh, not only does Century 21 reach what, Tony, uh, about 80 countries, 75, 80 countries, I think it is now. 86. Hey, I just see that. And technically, Century 21, uh, by double, has more offices around the globe than any other real estate company in the world. Wow. Yeah. It's still the most recognized brand in the world in real estate. I, I remember a little tangent story here. I had I was talking to a lady whose house didn't sell and she was with a little local company and nothing against local companies. You know, I, I you know, believe very strongly in buying local, but with real estate, one of her objections was, you know, my house was for sale for six months and about five and a half months in, my neighbor came over and said, are you selling your house? Because the sign was up and it was a very innocuous looking sign, a brand she had never heard of before. And she's like, what are you talking about? Of course, I've been trying to sell my house for five and a half months. And the neighbor said, oh, I, you know, I didn't realize that was a for sale sign. I didn't recognize the company. I thought maybe it was a contractor or something. And so I looked at the lady and I said, if I put up a Century 21 sign in your yard, do you have any out that anyone will know whether or not you're selling your house. And she's like, no, that's a very good point. So one of my favorite stories about the brand, Tony. Uh, and that's a good topic. We should say, you know, our opinion of brand or <laughs> no, I like to do it. I, I, I talk about it every day with ages, not just about century 21, but the pros and cons of everything. Yeah, no, we, we could pencil that one in. I know you brought up today's topic, but let me finish introductions here. So uh, the way you reach me, it's Mike at 21mike.com. Uh, we're looking for agents, uh, mainly in Ohio, of course, because that's where we're licensed. But you know, if you need some help with your business, you need some more opportunities, transactions, you know, that's where we're here to help. And of course, we're with Homestar, which is a Century 21 franchise. Uh, Tony and Brenda are owners of the franchise, and Tony joins us to instill upon us his infinite nearly infinite knowledge. I don't want to say infinite, Tony. That's a lot of pressure of real estate, uh, plus or minus 30 years. Uh, the way you reach Tony is uh, text Tony to, to set up an appointment with him. 216-374-1269. Uh, Tony is the guy when it comes to helping agents either get started in the business, uh, go from part-time to full-time, uh, just really great at business planning and helping agents with creative ideas on growing their business. So thank you for that, Tony. And, and I appreciate you being here. I love to be here. I always look forward to Tuesdays. Well, and you brought this topic up. So actually I'm going to, I'm going to do the intro and then I want you to like give your thoughts first today. So you had said to me, Hey, let's talk about what happens when a buyer wants to change horses as far as lenders in the middle of a transaction. You know, first of all, the first thing I thought of was, gosh, is that even allowed? 
And, you know, what are some uh, pitfalls of doing that? So you're, you're under contract. Okay. You, you submit an offer with a pre-approval letter and then buyers out shopping around and they say, well, you know what? Uh, that was just who I got my pre-approval from. Now I'm changing to this lender. So Tony, why don't you start us off today? Sure. No, this this comes up. Uh, it's coming up more and more because over the last few years, because there's so much competition in the mortgage industry, and with rates going up and everybody trying to uh, to get something, but the the whole point like of today was just to educate realtors why it can be a possible issue with the listing agent and the seller. I could go on and on about stories, but your bottom line is when a buyer goes to a seller and a, a listing agent with the offer with a letter, a pre-approval letter, some buyers and some agents, I, I don't know why we get off track. They think that I just need a pre-approval letter. That means I'm pre-approved for a loan. That is false. You are not pre-approved for all to get a mortgage or pre-approved with that particular lending institution, because I tell any seller when it's well, does do you, is it should we let the buyers move to a new type mortgage company? Because I just had this happen one of our listings. Uh, they want to get another appraisal because the rate was too high uh, with the one they got pre-approved. They want to get a lower rate. What did I suggest to our seller? We don't care about your rate. It's not on your uh, application or your purchase agreement. We want you to close and you changing mortgage companies now can risk that. We don't know if you're approved with the new one. And then we got to get a new appraisal by the second one. We don't have to allow you to change mortgage companies. And then we got in that discussion with the buyer's agent. Well, the seller can't dictate where they go. This is the debate. My opinion is yes, they can after you show them the bank. This is the bank or mortgage company I'm going through. I accept your offer based on that. I don't have to allow you to go somewhere else without an addendum signed. But most agents, this happens a lot because I talk to agents almost several times a week on this topic, uh, both sides, because it's normally our buyer side and the buyer is going, okay, the, the place they're going through pre-approval, uh, their rate is uh, you know 7.125 and they could go online and find this ABC mortgage. They're at seven. They want to save that money. They should have been doing that shopping before. They don't get the change. They shouldn't, I tell them, you shouldn't change now, starting the whole process from scratch. But this happens sometimes because buyers, buyers, agents, you say, well, if it closes, who cares? Who cares what um, what bank they go through? That is totally true. Close, it doesn't matter who, but the risk starting fresh, brand new with a new bank when you're already pre-approved with one doesn't mean you're going to get pre-approved with another. We've had deals fall apart at right before closing because the when it's our listing has happened a couple of times because the buyer didn't tell us they were changing mortgage companies and they didn't get approved. Uh, I've had uh, uh, our listings, our agents call us and go, I'm trying to get hold of this lender. Finally, the lender called me two weeks in and go, I'm not the lender. They just used my pre-approval letter to get to the offer. And now they have no, uh, listing agent has no idea who is handling the loan because the buyer's agent didn't tell them and doesn't want to know, they didn't want to know. So my opinion is I tell our buyers, do all of your shopping before you uh, go and then get the pre-approval from the company or loan officer you want to go with and stay with them. 
within reason. If you could get a 7% rate and all of a sudden they're 8%, it's a different story. If it's within a quarter to three eighths, that is market. That's market. You're not going to get our, and then the other thing, I'm sorry to switch a little gears, agents. It's not our job. I know this is a contention is to get our seller or buyers the best rate. That's not our job. You know why? I could guarantee it. I could tell you this right now because you're not helping them get the best deal as a realtor, right? You're showing them your service and what you're charging. Because I tell agents every day, I have agents right now in our office that will do things a lot cheaper and a lot faster and a lot better than some of the other ones, but it's an open market. You have to show your value. So don't do that to loan officers. As long as they're doing a good job and they're giving them a decent rate and within reason of the market, that's your job to get good service. Your job is not to search out, to try to find the lowest rate. Because there's always something, someone that's going to be advertising lower. But look at the average. I always tell agents to go Google it. Go, what's the average uh, interest rate for 30 years? Well, not seven and a quarter. Oh, good. They're giving seven and a quarter. Well, that means average is lower out there. Yes, there's lower agents that'll give them commissions, uh, sell their house cheaper. Do you tell them to go find that? That those people know you show value for the, what you're charging them. Same with loan officers for that. Yeah. So you know, sorry, I don't want to take up the whole. Time. No, no, no. That's so. Actually, let me. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also going to present the flip side to this, Tony, because mm -hmm. I did pull up, I'm going to, I'll leave this hanging so that people have something to look forward to as we get closer to the 20 minute mark. But I did pull up the Ohio Realtors contract, the new statewide contract that they're encouraging us to use. And there's a paragraph in the new contract exactly about this. If you guys haven't seen the new Ohio Realtors state contract, check it out because I really think there would be a lot of benefit to everybody using it. It's lengthy. I think it's eight or nine pages, but they've pretty much thought of everything. They've gone around to all the different areas where, you know, one area does things this way, another one does the thing, and they've pulled it all together to try to be as complete and thorough as possible. And there is a clause exactly about this topic in the contract. And I'm going to pull that out in a second. But, but first, before I do that, I'm going to leave you hanging. This podcast is brought to you by Mike Ferrante from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team real estate agent serving all of Ohio. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or you're an agent looking to partner with the number one team for Century 21 in the entire U.S., contact Mike via email at mike at 21mike.com. Think about this, what Tony was saying about how it's a bad idea, you know, and how it actually may be uh, uh, breaking the contract by changing lenders, okay? So, isn't the lender, isn't the pre-approval part of the purchase agreement that was accepted, Tony? I mean, that's what we talked about. Hey, I took your offer based on you going to this bank, putting down this much money and paying me this price, right? Exactly. Because I know for a fact when it's our listings and there's and someone, and that's why I tell agents to pick a reputable uh, mortgage company or bank or a couple give them because if they have two offers, it's our listing and the same price and one's abc.com mortgage and one's uh, third federal, uh, you know, a local Pick any, Huntington. Or, yeah. Right. Or cross country Liberty mortgage, Liberty, uh, right. union, union home mortgage. You know, those are big, big, you know, brands in our area for mortgage companies. We trust those. Because we've yeah. come across and we have experience with those people and those companies. 
not always good. Sometimes someone gets a bad, something bad happens and they go, I don't want to, I don't like that company anymore because that happened. Same with real estate companies. I get that all the time. I, get, I just had one today, an agent going out for a listing appointment and they're friends, but I used Century 21, 21 years ago, my agent was not that great. She still got the listing, but I'm like, that's a total agent, you know? So I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good stuff. So I, I, the, the comment I always like to make is, you know, if I see a good reputable local lender versus uh, Dewey, Cheatham and Howe bankers based out of Las Vegas, Nevada, who only has an online presence, you know, we're going to con consider that. So no different than you wouldn't in the middle of a transaction say, well, you know what, we agreed at 250, but now we just want to change it to 245 just because, because we want to save $5,000. You wouldn't do that with any other term in the contract. So why would you feel that it's right to change lenders in the middle of a deal or after the offer has been accepted? Right. So, and, and, and again, Tony, your advice was good. You, you, you mentioned, look, if that's something that's going to be thrown out there, you have to, first of all, tell the other side, the, the, this is what the buyer wants to do. I think a big mistake that agents make is first of all, having the conversation with the buyer, but then secondly, letting the, the listing agent know, hey, buyer just brought this up to me. Here's all the information already pre-approved. We can close on time, You know, putting the same amount down. The more information you can pro provide, provide it and then get it in writing that everybody has agreed to that change. Because like Tony and I are saying, again, not attorneys here, but just years of experience and thousands of transactions, it's always best when everyone's informed and everyone has signed off on something, right, Tony? Exactly. And so I'm, I've been stressing to our, our listing agents, our, and when it's our listings right in there, uh, that uh, seller uh, requires them to get their loan through that place at with the pre-approval. They can't start the process new with a new company just because nothing better could happen for our seller. So, you know, I know it's happened and it still goes fine, but I tell our sellers, not, it can't get better. You're not going to get more money for your house. You're not going to close faster. You're not going to get something better. The only, only something worse could happen. All of a sudden, they, three weeks into it with a new bank, getting them new documents, they, they're not approved and it's too late to go back to the first one. So there's no benefit to a seller for to allow a buyer to change mortgage companies if they present a pre-approval letter. They just Buyers just have some idea that they think, since I'm pre-approved, I'm going to be, it's going to be easier I could get pre-approved anywhere and doesn't anywhere all the time. Yeah. yeah. So let me put this a different way because I'm guessing there's still people listening to this and feel free to drop your comments, debate us, but I'm, I'm guessing there's still people listening to this saying, yeah, they're not right. That that's, that's wrong. As long as nothing changes, they could do whatever they want. What about this? Isn't at, at closing, it's all cash, right? Whether it came from the bank or whether it came from a cash purchase, it's all cash. So if you had a cash deal and suddenly you said, well, you know what? I told you I was going to pay cash, but now I changed my mind. I'm going to get a mortgage. Do you think the seller should just be, okay, well, it's all cash in the end. I don't care. Of course, that's a change in the terms of the contract. Now there's all these additional hurdles. There's loan approval. There's appraisal. There could be a, a re repairs required by the lender. So you can't argue with me that that's not a change in terms. So how is changing lenders not a change in the terms? Yeah, exactly. And that's, I just, that was ironic. You said I just had that happen with one of our agents, our listings, just got a contract uh, last Friday. 
and accepted was a cash offer. And now they're saying they can't use the cash. They need to go financing. And now she doesn't want, the buyer doesn't want ones out. So of course my opinion was just let her out. It's only been a couple of days, move on, get a new buyer. They have yeah. backup offers. All but right. To, let me kind of one, say one thing really quick about cash. Sorry, Mike. Is any buyers at the agent when retirement accounts is not cash. Some buyers never can talk to their financial advisor. They have money in their retirement account. They never. They just think, "Oh, I got you know four hundred thousand in my retirement account. I'll take two hundred thousand to buy this house." Then, after they get an accepted offer, then they talk to their financial guy and tell him, "I want that money out." And the financial guy goes, "No, you can't take it out." I'm like, "No, that's my money." I'm like, "No, you can't." Or, or you can, but it's going to get penalized. And they didn't know that. So, anybody, quick, quick thing: if you have someone says cash. Is it in the bank in a checking or savings account? Because everything else is not considered cash. If it's in an investment, even if it's in an investment, sorry, Mike, uh, even if it's in an investment, guess what that investment guy is going to try to do when they talk to him the first time? They're trying to talk him out of it. Talk no, him out of it. Don't take your money out of your investments to buy a house. And then all of a sudden they have set buyer's remorse. So I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> no, it's all good stuff. We have our little tangents, but let me let me get to this before we run out of time. This is right off the state contract. So this is my sort of counter argument to everything we just said, Tony, because nothing's black or white. You know, so many times it depends is the answer. So here's what the state contract says. Okay. And listen carefully. There's a clause 2D change in funding. Any change in the source or amount of buyer's funding must be agreed upon in writing and signed by both parties. So, so far, the state contract is exactly what we have said, comma, unless the change does not impose additional obligations on seller and does not impact the buyer's compliance with the dates set forth in this contract. If seller consent is required, such con consent shall not be unreasonably withheld. So it's kind of interesting that the state contract sort of agrees with us, you know, but they also say that, look, if it's not going to change anything, that the seller really needs to be okay with it. So now that I've read that, Tony, let me have your thoughts on that clause. No, that's a great clause to have. I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, again, it, it's, it, it still leaves that open for the change of mortgage company or bank, you know, I think, right? Is that what we're, we're reading? But any dollar amount, like, you know, funding or, uh, uh, you know, down payments, things like that. But but the one question I get from agents, and this happened when I, I say this, can a seller write on the contract, I want you to use this mortgage company? My opinion is they can't dictate where you get your loan from, my opinion is, because we see it happen. There's some builders out there, right, Mike? We know a couple builders, companies that go, oh, you're, buy, you're buy building with us? You got to use our mortgage company. Sorry. <laughs> different comp, different video. But when a buyer's presenting, this is what I'm going through, then the seller's asking them to stick with it. And an agent say, seller can't do that. A seller could say, I want you to come to my house and mow my lawn for the rest of the time we're under pending. Can a seller do that? Yes. Anything's negotiable. <laughs> a buyer and seller could say, I want you to turn this room upside down before closing. Yes, it's a negotiation. So if the buyer doesn't want to agree to it, then the buyer could go somewhere else or the seller could say, okay, go wherever you want. But again, 
I think it's to, when I'm a listing agent, it protects my seller by knowing that they're really pre-approved. They got all the documents. They, they've started the process. I don't want my buyer, a, a new buyer for my listing to starting the process all from scratch with someone new. It's the whole point of being pre-approved with somebody. Yeah. And, and I think it also varies based on how far into the process we are. So if it's the day after we signed the purchase agreement and uh, they're moving from uh, you know, Union Home over to Liberty or from Huntington over to Third Federal and everything's exactly the same and the buyer's agent has come with a lot of evidence, pre-approval, look, I got assurances from the, the loan originator, everything's going to be exactly the same. Um, here's the problem. The clause as written, it says, as long as it does not impose additional obligations on the seller and does not impact the buyer's compliance on the dates set forth, how do we know? We're, you know, we're we're trying to look into the future. And then what happens if it does change the dates? You know, what happens if that buyer does need another week? Now, now you've already kind of set the tone where the seller may say, Oh, well, this is all because you switched lenders. This is all because you switched lenders. Now pay me. Now pay me because you made that change. I want your earnest money non-refundable and I want $100 per day that we're delayed. Yeah, that's exactly uh, simple. That I had this happen a couple uh, months ago and we put in the contract, the, the buyer, it was like two weeks before closing and they couldn't get the rate or something they wanted since our listing. And uh, they wanted an extra week or two to close because they're starting fresh with someone else. So protecting our seller, I said, great, now raise the earnest money and it's non-refundable and uh, and we'll we'll do the dates uh, two weeks, but $100 a day, every day after that. And you write that in now, you don't argue about it later. And, uh, and I told our agent, coach the agent said, listen, you've got to verbally talk to the buyer's agent because if the buyer is scared of giving more non-refundable earnest money, how how certain are this this new company is going to get them approved? Because it doesn't matter. The money's non-refundable if the, they don't get the loan, but it's fine. You know, that's why I was talking about earnest money. The earnest money could be 100%. doesn't matter if you know you're going to close to the buyer. It doesn't matter. You know, you could put your whole down payment as earnest money. If you're putting $20,000 down payment, make it all earnest money. It's same thing. Uh, but you, most buyers don't want to risk it, but that doesn't show confidence to a seller when you don't want to do that. So you kind of, it's kind of like negotiating, playing poker. You got to see their hand, talk to the, talk to them and negotiate, hear their voice. You know, oh, you're like, oh, oh, I don't know if my buyer, oh, well, why, why are they uh, worried? They, you, you said they're solid people and they're just going to a new lender. So that's just a little uh, opinion. Yeah coaching. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's a different perspective from each side. So to kind of wrap this up in a bow, cause we're out of time, you know, again, buyer wanting to change lenders in the middle of a deal, whether it's right after the purchase agreement is fully signed or, you know, two weeks in, it's not clear cut. It's not clear cut. Uh, changing the lender could be changing the terms of the deal and it could, and if it impacts the seller negatively, there could be consequences. I think that's really the bottom line is, is prepare your clients, buyers and sellers for the potential consequences should the buyer try to change lenders during a deal. Exactly. Good topic. I'm, yeah. I'm spreading the word as much as possible. There's, you know, for both sides to help, help both sides uh, have secure deals. <laughs>
Well, we'll have an equally stimulating topic next week and every week. Uh, Tony and I are here 1130 to 1150 ish. And uh, of course, we uh, take our audio, put them on our podcast, free beer and real estate. So if you don't have time to watch, get the podcast and you can listen to us and get this great information. And of course, on YouTube, we're getting really, really close to a thousand subscribers, Tony. So the thousandth subscriber wins fabulous prizes, whoever that ends up being. That's not true, but I'm going to say it every week until we hit a thousand. That's great. All right. See everybody next week. Thanks for being here. Uh, uh, (laughs) Bye, Kathy. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Bye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed free beer, and real estate from Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team. Please subscribe to our podcast and find us on YouTube by searching for Mike Ferrante, Cleveland Realtor. You will find videos, training, and even recipes from 21 Mike's Vegan Kitchen.